He said we need to stop coming to church to be stirred emotionally. Stop coming to church to be stirred emotionally. Then he said, I'll say this here in confession. No more emotional confessions. Y'all remember saying that last week? No more emotional promises to God. You know how we get. We get happy in, 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 the, in the power of God. And he played, last week he had Joe to play the music and, and dance a little bit. And we get emotion because of music sometimes. He said, no more of that emotional promises. And this, he said, no more revelation without application. Wow. He also said, we just want to be ch- changed. In other words, we want to come to church, we want to we be the church, and we want God to zap us and change us, but not change ourselves. Change does start with God, but it also starts with you. It's a series of choices that you have to make to live holy, to live righteous, because you are the people of God. And then without shadow of a doubt, you got to know who you are in the midst of this dispensation of time of life. Life seems crazy. But the Bible says, Joseph, that God has the whole world in his hand. And it also says, Nelson, that who is in the hands of God that no man can pluck him out. When you are in the hands of God, don't, don't you worry about losing faith, losing hope. God got you, ma'am. God got you, sir. Believe in God. Trust in God. He got you. Clap them hands one time and put them together. So we're going to go today. We're going to go today. We're going to deal with Elder Elder Smith brought me up really good, and I thank my brother for that. We're going to go today with uh, 1 Peter 2, chapter 2, verse 9. And we're going to deal with the script, Tony. You all right? I tell you, I, I tell you, God is a wonderful God. Yes, he is. And it's going to be coming out of the message Bible, so I'm going to take my time and read it because I want you to understand. And what he said about on, fr- on Friday night, how pastor was in there, I was jumping and leaping, and somebody in the team, they were going to understand, why, why are you jumping and leaping? I was like, wow, Pop is preaching what I'm going to talk about on Sunday, and I'm glad how God does that. He confirmed things. First Peter 2 and 9, but ye are chosen by God. Chosen for high calling of priestly work. Chosen to be a holy people, God's instrument, to do his work and speak out for him. To tell others of the night and day difference he made for you. For nothing, from, from nothing to something. From rejection or rejected to be accepted. See, that's what God done. When he came into our lives, he changed us, and now we are somebody in him. See, you don't have to worry about somebody saying you somebody. You are somebody. It is he that has made you and not you yourself. So in this text today, I pray that God will show you who you are and why you are chosen in this dispensation in this time of the earth. Because you got to know it. I can't tell you this without you knowing this. Nelson, is Sister Pitt your wife? Why? 
You love her and you married her and you know this. You got to know the same way that God is your God. He's your king. He's your Lord. He's your Savior. You got to know that without a shadow of a doubt. I don't care what you do today, tomorrow, or yesterday, or last night. If you had a glass of drink in your hand, God still loves you. Stop letting the devil mess with your heart. Stop letting the devil mess with your mind and say that you're not a child of God. You are a child of God. You do love God. You do come to church. You do praise his name. You do worship him. You do glorify him. Come on, church. I'm telling you now, you are somebody in God because you're chosen. And pastor told us last week that we are well built, Sister Smith. And so today I come to talk to you on this topic here. <laughs> You're well built because God has chosen you. Oh, yeah, he chosen you, Clay. See, we think that we got saved because we got tired of life. Thank you, mother. That's not so. You think that you got tired of running in the streets and going into the clubs and you got tired of being with this man and being with this girl? You think that you got tired of that? No, God had drawn you. See, from the foundation of the earth, God was always drawing us. He was always pulling us into him. And then the main thing we did was we surrender and give our hearts to God. Oh, do you understand that you got to accept God in your heart, in your mind, in your soul, in your body, that you be the child of God in the earth? Because see what you do? When you do that, you change your husband, you change your wife, you change your family, you change your co-workers, you change your neighborhood, you change the world, baby. And that's what God is looking for, somebody. World changes. Clap them hands and say, yeah. Oh, yeah, you built, you built, you built, you built the God. You're well built. See, I, listen, nobody have designed you like that. See, uh, your mom and daddy, they came together. That was good, baby. But God builds you. Oh, hear me now. The Bible says he told Jeremiah, before you were formed in your mother's womb, I ordained you to be a prophet unto the nation. So what he was really saying is that when your mom and daddy come together, I had already had you in plan and in mind. And I made you to be a prophet unto the nation. I told you to be somebody. Clap them hands and say, yeah. I'm feeling mighty good now. So to be chosen is the Greek word eklego. Eklego. To be picked out. To be chosen. To be selected. Don't you know that you're picked out? You are chosen? You were selected by God? See, see, uh, a, a farmer that's, that has a watermelon patch, and I love watermelon, I love myself some watermelon. Uh, Y'all don't understand, I, I brought one yesterday. I'm waiting to go home to cut it in half so I can eat it, to devour it. Listen, a farmer that has a garden, what he does, he doesn't pick his, his, his product until it's ripe. Because if you pick anything too soon, it would rot or it wouldn't taste well. And so that's what God does with us. See, see, I know while you was walking through life, you thought you was, you know, doing everything wrong and everything. God was waiting for that right time, for that right dispensation, for that right season in your life to change you, for that right moment before you made that wrong step and you got out of white with God. God said, I'm waiting on this time to call you out of darkness into this marvelous light. And see, what he was doing all the time was building you, making you, fastening you to be the Christian that you are today. Clap your hands and say, yeah. <laughs> I like the way Webster says this, though. Webster says you're chosen 
And these are the words that Webster said that you're chosen. See, both. Webster said that you're marked. Yeah. Listen, you are marked. You, you know, when you go to the store, Donald, and you're saying you're trying, to, you're trying to be just Donald. But somebody said, that's something about you. That's something different. You know what they say? You know, they walk up to you and say, there's something different about you. You're marked by God. You are marked by God. You, you got you, the light of God, the, the shine of God the, 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 is on your life. So when you go to somebody and somebody tell you that, receive it. Receive it, church. I want you to understand that you're chosen by God. Receive that. Don't think that because I messed up that I'm not chosen by God. Listen to me. You have not chosen him, but he has chosen you. And I'm going to show you that in the scripture in a few minutes. The other word was that you're a favorite. Oh, man. You're the favorite child. You're the favorite individual. You wonder why people come to you and talk to you about things and situations. Because God had made you that way. You could be the youngest or you could be the oldest, but you could be in between. But if God had favored you, he's favored you. Then the other definition Webster said that you are special. Oh, my God. I felt like, uh, Sister Berg, I felt like just doing this right here. Oh, Lord, thank you. <laughs> he made me special. Then the next definition is, or the next word that she said about chosen is that you are privileged. You are privileged. You get places, you do things that other people can't do because God has privileged you. Mark you, favored you, special. you're special, and you're privileged. You wonder how you got that job without an education. <laughs> Somebody had to go eight years to get the job that you hold. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm a Christian. <laughs> I don't think all of y'all say it like you mean. Say, I'm a Christian. <laughs> so you're privileged by God. And God loves y'all. So let's go to Amplified Bible in Ephesians 1. Verses 4 through 5. Look at somebody say, I'm built well because God have chosen me. Ephesians 1, 4 and 5 says, just as in his love he has chosen us in Christ, actually selected us for himself as his own before the foundation of the world, so that we would be holy, that is, consecrated, set apart for his purpose, for a purpose driven and blameless in the sight of, uh, in the sight of his love. He has predestined and lovely plan for us to be adopted to himself as his own. Children through Jesus Christ according with the kind intentions of good pleasure of his will. In other words, what God says that even though you was not a people at one time, I have adopted you into this family. See, uh, listen, if you ever said a few minutes ago, I, he hadn't had no brother, but he got brothers in him. He got blood brothers. We all are covered by the blood of God. And we become brothers, you, know, you become brothers and sisters through the faith of God. So sometimes when you feel all alone and you feel without somebody, you got to remember you got a whole family, baby, you can call on. Call on Mother Trap and she'll pray for you when times get hard. You got to hear me. Call on the Porsche. She'll send you through it. Ain't that right, Porsche? Come on, somebody.
Come on, come on. Call on Sister Josiah. Pray you through it too. You got to understand that you have a family that will stand beside you in the midst of everything you're going through. And with you knowing that, you ought to give God a crazy praise in this place. God loves you, baby. Trust in the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Clap them hands in JL. Hallelujah. You're chosen by God. You're chosen, Joseph. You're chosen, son. You're anointed by God. God anoints you from the womb. I remember the story my wife told me. She was upset with me because I wasn't going to church. And she went to church and she went to uh, Tremont Temple Baptist Church. And that's it. Tremont Temple Baptist Church and they were singing some songs in that one moment. And she said the boy leaped in her belly. And I said, oh my God. And so when the boy come out, I always wanted to play the drums. I got to understand, I always wanted to play the drums, but I couldn't. See, I could never get my coordination right. I couldn't, I couldn't get my coordination. I couldn't, I, I couldn't never play the drum. So after a while, my son comes out, and man, I mean, without training, he beats them drums. He played that organ. I'm saying, good God Almighty, God has anointed this boy for this task. You better understand who you are, son. Hear that? Okay. Um, get off of joy right now. Let me get back in the room. John 15 and 16. Y'all having a good time? Y'all enjoying Jesus? All right, let's go. You have not chosen me. I'm going to take that back. Can y'all all read that first line? One, two, three. All right, this final right now. You ain't chosen God. He chose. You, you didn't do it. You wouldn't have never done it. See, see, people won't, uh, Chris, people won't talk practical you, to you like this. Because, see, when we was in the world, we loved sin. Oh, come on, man. Don't play with me now. Sister Johnson, you ain't seen that much, girl. <laughs> I call her Jesus' sister because, see, that, that girl ain't did too much sin. What you talking about? Yes, we did. You need to stop. You need to stop. <laughs> But you did sin. It doesn't matter how many times you sin, but you did. I take that. I understand. Clap them hands and give God praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It's, we're having fun in God's house. Hallelujah. But you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. I have appointed you and placed you and purposefully you planted you so that you would go and bear fruit. And keeping bearing the fruit will remain and be lasting so that every, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, listen to this now, as my representative, he give it to you. I got a question to ask the church. Why aren't you asking? My hand would go up, Pop. Oh, I did something. I didn't say something right. So my hand would go up because that's, why we feel, that's how we feel. I didn't do something right in the sight of God, so I'm not a Christian, and I'm not able to ask God. You, did you just read what I read? You haven't chosen me, but I've chosen you. See, and he's appointed you in this time, this dispensation, to be purposeful. So what is your purpose in the earth? What would you do to help somebody's life be changed? 
Would you give somebody a cold glass of water if they need it? Would you give somebody a hot meal if they need it? Would you stop up your busy day and jump somebody off if you see somebody side of the road that needs a jump? See, you're Christians, and you're chosen, and we're here to make an example of the world and see if the world sees us and they see that, that we're, not, we're, we're the same as them, they won't come to us. But the scriptures say that we are different people, and we ought to act different. I know in this time, I know in this dispensation, I know in this era, some things going on, you can't trust everybody. But that's why the Holy Spirit is your guide. That's why you have to talk to the Holy Spirit and ask the Holy Spirit, can I stop and help somebody? That's why you have to talk to the Holy Spirit. Out of See, this is why you got to have a relationship with him. Because when you talk with the Holy Spirit, he will lead you and guide you into all truth. And whatever you ask the Father in my name as my representative, he may give unto you. Romans 8 and 28 says, and we know that all things work together for the good of them that love God. To them who are called according to his purpose. Romans 8 and 28. And we know that all things, not some things, all things, the pain, it working for your good. The hurt is working for your good. Feeling less than is working for your good. See, because when all of these emotional things is going on in your life, it helps you to build trust. It helps you to build trust in God. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. So if you're going to trust anybody, Chris, you trust God. Amen. Often, I often say it all the time, and I use cars as an analogy, and say that how, if anybody have a Ford, they take it to the Ford dealership because they know how to deal with it better than anybody else. You don't want to take a Mercedes to the Ford dealership. Tell me why, church. They're messing up. Let me show you. At the, Ford, at the Ford dealership, your oil change, your oil change is $50, uh, between $24.99 to $50. At the Mercedes dealership, your oil change is from $199 to $250. That just don't add up, does it? I thank God I got a Ford, though. Because the twenty four ninety nine in my pocket sounds good sometimes. <laughs> but if I had a Mercedes, I'd spend that one ninety nine. Ecclesiastes three and eleven says this: He had not, he had made everything beautiful in his time. Also, he had set the world in their hearts. In other words, what God is saying here is that God had made you to be a beautiful Christian in your time of being being born again and being saved. See, when you first got saved, I don't, I don't know about anybody else, but mother, when I first got saved, I wanted to slay the whole world. Yes. 
Every, everything was a sin. Everybody was a sin. My family, they, my family, when they see me coming, I want to, you know, I want to pull all on them. And like, they were like pigs. And, you know, I want to do all that, Joseph. I'm telling you. I, I, everybody had to be saved and born again at that time. But I didn't know that sometime in my life some things were going to come up and make me realize that, oh, oh watch yourself, brother. Watch yourself. Slow down now. You still in that blood, y'all, y'all, you still in that bloodline. Y'all, y'all catch that tomorrow. You still in that bloodline. They still your family. You know, you can't get rid of your family. I don't care what nobody say. You can't get rid of them. You can't. You can't. They your family. You want them sometimes, but you can't. Deuteronomy chapter 7. Verse 6, for thou art the holy people unto the Lord, thy God. The Lord thy God hath chosen thee, listen to me, this, is, this, this topic is because you're special. The Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto him, himself, above all people that are upon the face of the earth. Do you understand that you're special? Do you understand that when, this, when the time was right, Nelson, that God picked you out of the earth? We talked about that yesterday. He picked us out of the earth because he didn't want us to go no further in doing what we wanted to do. And he chose us and he set us apart from uh, the people of the world. And he changed our directions. And he said, because, oh, hold on, I'm, you're special. Not saying that we left that person uh, uh, purposely, but God said, no, it's, it's your time to come out. Yeah. And what he's, what, what, what now, when you're out, what you're to do now is to pray for that person that you left behind. Yeah. Now, you can't carry that person, because I'm going to try to tell you now, if you try to carry somebody for the rest of your life, you got a problem. Yes, you got a problem, you're trying to carry somebody. And dead weight is heavy. So you're try, you trying to walk with God, and then they're trying to pull you down because they're not ready to change. I wanna, can, I, can I help y'all? Somebody say, yeah. yeah. Say yes again. Yeah. Listen here. If you can't pull, if you can't, they don't want to get up and walk with you, leave them there. But the next thing I want you to do is to pray for them, intercede for them, talk to God on their behalf. Because, see, sometimes you got to understand one thing, that while you're trying to carry them, you're taking yourself back. And you don't want to go back from where you can. Because if God had brought you out of the darkness into this marvelous light, you got to stay in position and stay in place with God. Clap them hands and say, yeah. yeah. So you're special to God. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm his personal treasure. God personalized when he called you out. He, per he personalized. When, when, he, when he was looking for you, George, he said, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going out to get George. See, what I love about God, uh, Elder, is that, see, he, he don't look at our, our title. He don't look at, uh, you know, y'all call me Elder Johnson. Thank God for that. But my mother... Name me Joe Johnson Jr. So if you call me Joe, you call me bro, you call me Johnson, I'm still going to answer to all of that. 
if she called me elder, that's respect. That's, I'm still going to answer that. But see, my name is Joe Johnson Jr. That's my birth name on, on, on my birth certificate. That is my name. And I answer to it. That's my commercial right there. Because what I, want, what I want you to understand is your title don't make you. You can be a bishop. You can be an elder, an apostle, a minister, an evangelist. But God look at you and he says, hey, Joe. I love it when somebody told me this one day. I was looking at TV. They said, boy, I bet Michelle don't call Barack President Obama. He called, she called him Barack. She knew him in a personal and intimate way. And see, that's what God does. Because he knew us in a pers- personal and intimate way, he called us by our name. Who we are. And there's nothing wrong with that. So let's look at this here. Matthew 22 and 14 says, For many are called, but few are chosen. See, you got to understand that you are chosen by God. God have chosen you for this time and this dispensation of life. See, if it had not been for the Lord. See, listen here. Listen here good. He said, listen, God, prepare me a body. I'm going down and redeem man back to myself. Listen here. Now, listen to me. He wouldn't have went through all that he went through just to get you if he hadn't chosen you. Marcy, listen, I wouldn't have, would, would you allow me to come spit in your face right now? Marcy, she ain't even said nothing. She's going <laughs> that's nasty. You wouldn't allow somebody to spit in your face. But the scripture said when they done that, Joseph, he ain't said nothing. He, because he was chosen to do what he did. Then on top of that, I mean, then they, now they takes him, now they takes him in one day because they love him so much, they trailed and they lay out the palm trees and the palm limbs and they would call him Hosanna, Hosanna. Oh, they was giving him praise that day. Huh? And they was praising. And then when something happened, the next thing happened, the next thing they said, give us Barabbas. Crucify Jesus. Barabbas, you know, was a thief. Listen here. See, you know he was something wrong with him. But you knew nothing was wrong with this man called Jesus, but yet you wanted to crucify him. See, I'm trying to tell you, people messed up in this world. They choose what they want to choose. They do what they want to do. They say what they want to say. They walk where they want to go. But I'm telling you now, because he walked down the road and he died for us, he told us to be the Christian that we are today. Clap them hands and give him praise. I got to tell you today, God loves you. So much. Somebody shout, I'm chosen. Mm. He invited you to be a Christian. And in First Peter, the elder talked about it a little bit. You are chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Then there's something peculiar about you. 
There's something different about you. There's, there's, there's a difference in your walk. There's a difference in your praise. There's a difference how you love God. And see, the world can see that you're different. And what I want you to know today, to church, that you got to understand, let them see. Keep living holy. Keep living righteous. Keep walking right. You're the, you're, you're the peculiar people of God. Because God have told you for this dispensation of time. And he said, now you should show forth the praises unto him. See, this is what I want you to do. This is the part I want you to get to. You got to know how to praise God when things get rough in your life because you are chosen by God. And when all mm, broke loose in your life, you got to lift your hands and tell God, thank you, Lord God. You got to say, God, I don't care what's going on in my life. I don't care what the doctor said. I don't care what the report is. I'm going to praise God with all my might, with all my power, with all my ability. I'm going to thank you for being my God. Thank you for being my Lord. Thank you for being my Savior. I'm going to lift up my hands. All ye gates to be ye lifted up. The everlasting door and the King of glory. He's coming in, in your life to take over. Clap them hands and say, yeah. Oh, I feel like preaching. I feel like preaching. I want you to understand one thing, that God has trusted you in the earth to bring a difference in your family. You wonder why you saved, baby? You saved because God called you. He told you. He picked you up. He brought you out of darkness. And there were some dark places. Apostle, I've been. There were some dark places that nobody will know. I'll take to my grave. There were some places in my life that anybody seen me at the wrong place, at the wrong time, they wouldn't call me a of God, but I'm so glad that God build me up, change me up, arrest me up, save me up, say it Oh, you gotta understand, you are the chosen of God, and God told you for this time, He told you for this way. And so, while people on the job looking at you crazy, Still walk with your head high. People in the neighborhood calling you, saying you're not a child of God. Still love them. And also give them a piece of cake if necessary. You got to understand that you are chosen by God. I love cake, Merva. Merva, can I get another cake? Bless your heart, baby. I love myself some cake. Amen. You are. Everybody say you are. You are. Oh, I take the word. Everybody say I am. I am. See, you got to know who you are. I was telling him yesterday, my grandson Peanut, he's really learning me something watching him grow. And about a month ago, he could barely walk. And Marcy, every time he walked, he'd stack. He'd He'll stagger, he'll fall down. But now he's taking about 10 to 15 steps all along. And what I love about it is this. Is that's how God gradually do us. See, if he'd have came out walking, y'all have thought something was wrong with that boy. Come on, talk to me now. If he'd have came out and said, hey, mama, hey, daddy. What's up? See, y'all have thought something was wrong. But I love how God gradually make us who we are. See, see, a builder, what a builder does, see, construction, it takes time. 
the first thing God got to do, or first thing, or let's go back to the building on the natural side. Let's go back. The first thing to build in the building, the first thing you got to do is you got to clear the ground. You got to clear the air when you get ready to build it. So what God does, he coming to us and he clean our hearts out. He clean our minds out. He clean our spirit out. So he get, so he get ready to build inside of us. And then after a while, he puts something on the inside of us, which is called a foundation, which is the word of God. See, he put that word of God in the, inside of us that when we hear the word of God, see, we can't go against it all kind of way. See, see once you're a Christian, you can't go against the word all kind of way. Because if you know it, you better do it. And so what happens is, now they, they, they clear the land, they pour the foundations, and the next thing they do, they get ready to put up the walls. Yeah. No, I take that back. They put down the steel beam. Yeah. They put down something that's going to hold it up. They give, they give it strength that it, that it goes against the wind. So they put up the steam, the steel beams, and then next, then next portion, they put up the walls, put up the roof. They done did all the things on the outside now. And outside, what you see, sis, you see an empty shell, but you you see it looks good, but it's empty. Oh, I hope y'all just caught that. And it's empty on the inside, and the next thing you know that you got to go inside of and decorate it. So now they put the, the, uh, the, uh, the uh, not the sheetrock yet, but they put the stuff in there, the, the insulation. They put the insulation in. Then after they put the insulation in, they put the sheetrock up. Then after they put the sheetrock in, they get the, the painting or whatever colors they want to get. Then after they do all of that, they say it's beautiful. Then after a while, now they're looking for some desks. They're looking for some chairs. They're looking for something to beautify. For some furniture to make it look good. And so this is what God does with us. See, God took us from nothing and made us something. And see, when we were, when we were dirty, everybody didn't see that. But God cleaned us up on the inside. And he, and he made us ready. And, he, and, and, and see, while people were seeing the shell of us, you see, I, see, I, I can say this here. People were seeing Joe, and they were saying, oh, that joke ain't going to never change. I, my high school teacher, I wish I could see him today, Lord. I wish I could see him. I wish I could. <laughs> They said, I'd never be nothing. I'd never be, I, I, I won't be nothing. My, that one particular teacher said that. He said, yeah, you won't never be nothing but old, with old dope head. And, and I, I, I really wanted to say to him at that time, your son right here with me, man. <laughs> you tripping. That's what I wanted to say, mother. Your son here too. What you, what you? But I didn't say that. So they said, I'd never be nothing, Chris. He said, you'll never amount to anything. And so I was dirty to the world. But God had said, okay, it's time. And he picked me up out of that car that night. And he changed my life. And my brother was with me. My two brothers were with me. And I looked back and said, would y'all go? They said, no. We ain't going, bro. We ain't ready for that. And for the next 17 years, he went to Tomal. He went to jail. In and out of prison. Daughter, what if I'd have stayed in that car? So what I'm really saying to y'all, God had really made it and designed it that you have to make a choice to serve him. He's not, not going to pressure you to be his. Adam and Eve had it better than any people 
in the world. Apostles. They had their own garden. They had their own food. They had their own lake they could swim in. They had all of that stuff provided for them. They ain't had to do nothing. They didn't even have to work, mother. You're right. They didn't even have to till the ground. God had already prepared that for them. Don't you understand how we will be if, oh, yo, if, if we didn't have to go through all of this here? Honey, you want something to eat? Okay. <laughs> so we ain't, got, we ain't got to go far, man. We had it going on. But because of sin and their choice to do it, and they were tricked into doing it because what the, this is what the serpent told them. Don't you know that you, when you do this here, you will be like God? Yeah, he was dirty. And he tricked mankind. And from that fall, now, guys, we got to till grounds. How many of y'all ever tilled the ground? I see a few of y'all got your hands up. I didn't have just a little thing. My grandfather had a mule named Jack. And Jack was just what they say about a mule. He was stubborn. Joseph, if he, if he didn't want to go, he wasn't going nowhere. But when it was time to plow, he did plow. Choices. Will you choose God today? Will you let him be the center of your life? Would you let him take care of you in the midst of everything you see the world is going on? Listen, I'm going to say this in its own recording. Pray for our president. He needs prayer. Pray for the house. Pray for the city. Pray for this nation. Pray for this world. Pray for everybody you can pray for. Just don't pray for yourself and your house and your well-being. Pray that people be blessed and they, be, they make the choice to love God. Because naturally, we want to sin, Elder. We want to, do what's, we want to kick against the pricks. And this is the last one I'm going to talk about. See, when you're chosen of God, it doesn't matter what you do. The Bible says this here. It says that he had a man that he had in mind. And he wanted to choose him. And now this man, name was Saul. And Saul, Joseph, he would take letters and he would go kill and persecute the Christians. He was going to go kill them, apostle. Take them out. That was his job. That was his duty. But you got to understand one thing. God had him in radar. I want y'all to hear me. God had him in radar. See, what I love, see, this is what I love, and this is what I, I'm, I'm gonna go back to the stories here, but this is what I love about people that's doing things unrighteous. If you turn around to be righteous, you can still be successful if you do it in right standards. 
So when, when, when Saul was on the Damascus Road, Clay, now he was doing all this stuff. He was on his way to kill some old Christians. He was on his way to kill some old people. He was on his way to do something against the will of God. And this is what happened, Portia. While he was on his way, God said, oh, nobody, it is not time for you to do this no more. I have chosen you, and I'm going to pick you out of what you're doing. And so what happened, he was on his way to kill them people, and after a while, he, there's a great light shine upon him, and he said, oh, who is this, Lord? Uh-oh. Wait a minute. He said, oh, who is this Lord? So in other words, what I'm really trying to say to you, that it's already inside of you who you are, and only thing you got to do is let it come out of you. And so at that moment and at that time, he allowed it to come out, and God kicked them off that off, off the beast, as they can say. And next thing you know, he blinded him, Joseph, and he sent him down to this man. How's this man say, don't you sit in my house. That man's a killer. Don't let him come down here. But God had already planned for that. See, what I'm trying to tell you, God has planned for you. Don't you let nobody stop you, even in the midst of you doing something wrong. God has a plan for you. Clap your hands and say yeah. So now, God kicks him on the horse, sends him down to Ananias' house. He prays for him. He was blinded. The next thing is, is God to blind you from things that you don't need to do anymore. And so the next time that when his eyes open up, from there on, he began to do the will of God. And the scripture says, and, and, and we talked about, wrote how much, y'all? Three quarters of this gospel? He was a killer. Uh-uh. He wasn't just a killer. He killed us. See, what, what, what? Listen, look at yourself right now. Mirror yourself right now. He was a killer. Then they had, then they had one more time. I'm about to quit and I'm telling you. Then they had Abraham, which was the father of nations. He was an adulterer. You ain't, you looking at me, you ain't knew that, son? You did? Okay. He was an adulterer. Then on top, on top of that, he lied. He lied to the king. Said, that's my sister. Can't say, what has he done? Man, get away from him. Then he called this man named David, who was a warrior. And let me tell you something. David had one scripture. When I first read that scripture portion, he said, everything that stands up and on the wall, I'm going to kill it. That means every man that stands two foot, David was going to kill him. But God still chose him. He chose this other guy. I think it was named Elijah. And he called down fire from heaven. And the folks, they were like, your God is God. And then Jezebel said, I'm going to get him. So he takes off and runs and goes in the cave. You're chosen people. So God said, get up out of the cave, boy. I didn't choose you to go hide in the cave from nobody. Then, he chose this guy by the name of Moses, who was raised by the enemy in their house, their education, their food. But he knew something was different, and he was a special person. 
And so he drew, God drew him out of Egypt. And then God took him in, and took him into the mountain and talked to him and dealt with him and told him, I made you be somebody special. I made you also, I made you to be the deliverer of, of my people. And so what happened then, this guy, before he goes into to hiding, he's already done killed somebody now. And then he takes off and runs. So he was a murderer. But he was chosen by God. So, at this point, I want you to look at yourself. Because you were chosen by God as well. And I'm not going to ask the array of things that all of us have done. Because you know in your heart what you did against the will of God. But I want to say to you today, it was the past. And anything I want you to know, let the past be the past. Because today, you are here as a child of God. You are chosen by God. You are blessed by God. You are anointed by God. You are appointed by God. In this time and this dispensation, do the will of God that he called you to do in the earth. You are purposeful. Ask the Lord, what's my purpose? What am I here to do? Because you all are here to do something. Go to work. Go to work. Stop just coming to church. Work in the community. Go to the nursing home. Feed somebody that is hungry. Close somebody that is inequity. This is our work that we have done. He said, Apostle, that when he leave, he left the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us. And he said, he said, the work that I do and greater work shall you do. So y'all, you, you are the ecclesia. You're the called out. You're the church. Go to work. Go to work. Change somebody. Make them look like you. And be Christians. Father, I thank you that if it had not been for you that was on our side, that we would be lost. Thank you for choosing us. Thank you that we had our Paul moments. We had our Damascus Road moments that you pull us out of darkness into this marvelous light. And now that you are shining through us, let us be not hidden from the world. Let us be not hidden from our families. Let us be not hidden from people on our job. Let us be not hidden from our neighborhood. Let us not be hidden in the schoolhouse, in the White House, oh God, in the grocery store. Let us not be hidden, oh God, at the car wash, God. Let your light so shine through us that men will see our good works and glorify the Father which is in heaven. So God, we thank you today that you have chosen us to be the Christians that we are. And we give you praise. And we give you glory. Because if it had not been for you, that was on our side, we would be lost. And we thank you now. And we glorify you. Thank you, Jesus, for coming and saving us. In Jesus' name we pray. If y'all believe that, clap them hands and give God.